up close with Carlos Sang, celebrating art, entertainment and the human spirit. Uh, welcome to another episode of Up Close with Carlos Sang. I am so excited to be able to introduce my next guest. She is one of my favourite sopranos on the West End right now. Uh, she's currently starring in the Bridge Theatre's new production of Guys and Dolls. And I'm so excited to be able to introduce the one and only Cylinder Schornmarker. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> You're so welcome. I'm happy to be here. Um, yeah, so Guys and Dolls is such a well-loved show and has really stood the test of time. Um, why do you think this show has lasted so well and continues to draw on an audience? I think it's just, I mean, everyone says this who does this, that it's the perfect musical, but it really is because the, the songs drive the story. Um, the, the book is amazing. The scenes are incredible. Uh, it's funny. It's heartbreaking. Everything is kind of in it. So the material is all there. I've mm. always loved the show. It's just how Nick has done it now is mm. made it. I mean, you have seen it. It's made it completely new. Um, we found bits in the show that I never even, I, I don't even remember that they were in there. And I'm like, this is absolutely amazing. But the way Nick kind of highlighted it made it a whole new scene. So, you know, it, it's just, it's the perfect musical with the perfect director at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sarah Brown is also such a vivid character. You know, she's so passionate and goes on this amazing, you know, journey throughout the show. Um, was yeah. there anything about Sarah which, you know, you were able to identify within yourself as well? Well, I've, I've, I've seen the show a few times before and I've always been very drawn to her because of her arc, because mm. she really changes uh, throughout the show. Um, and Nick uh, and I had a conversation right before I actually did the job. And he said, I really want to make her more knowing and in the book as well, her, uh, her dad and I think her brother are gamblers. So it's not like she doesn't know what's going on. She's not as, our Sarah Brown is not as naive as maybe you've seen before. Uh, so that's what we've really worked on. And with that, I really found my own version of her, which was really important to us to find, and for everyone, for all the, all the characters in the show are reinvented. Yeah, and, and so I would say I've always been drawn to her but this Sarah Brown is really some someone I connect with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Nick, you know, Sir Nicholas Heitner, you know, he is one of my favorite directors. He's got the most incredible body of work and, you know, perhaps isn't best known for doing musicals. Um, yeah. What was it like, you know, working with him on this production? And, you know, why do you think he is so well renowned in the industry? It was mad because, because I respect him so much. So you, you're just trying to get everything, you know, whenever he's, he's telling us anything or any, sometimes a story will come out of him and you're like, what are you even saying? Just really incredible. And he, the, the thing I think I respect most about Nick is that he knows who he hires. He really hires the right people for the job and then he trusts them. Yeah. And I think that is across the board, creatives, but also the actors and, um, yeah and then on top of that he's an amazing director and he knows how to set scenes like I just set into a certain setting like I could say that to you now marry the man today I've never seen it done like that and so he he creates a setting where all of a sudden the text gets lifted out of what it's been like before mm. so for me it was kind of surreal as well because because of his body of work and because of what he's done he's not done very very many musicals mm. but he's a really on top of being a great Shakespearean director, an incredible showman. So uh, yeah, it was it was mad to work with him, but also very natural and 
I'll, I'll never forget this for the rest of my life. A great experience. Yeah, I mean, Bridge Theatre is also one of my favourite theatres as well. You know, I love how flexible the space is. You know, the foyer is beautiful. The staff are wonderful. Um, have, had you visited the venue before yourself? And, you know, were you familiar with, you know, the immersive production, Sue? Well, I've known for a long time that I was going to do Sarah Brown. I've known for over a year. Oh, wow. So oh. I had never seen anything in the bridge. So I thought I might as well check this space out. So I saw, what was it, Straight Line Crazy with Ray Fiennes yeah. and uh, Christmas Carol. And both, oh, and um, uh, Southbury Child with Alex Jennings, who's a dear friend of mine. All of them, as if I went to different theaters. Mm. All of them were as if I went to a different theater, apart from the foyer. It was just so, so different, the setup within the space. Yeah, I'm a huge fan now. I, I didn't even know it was there for a long time. And I think people, a lot of people will discover that space there now. And also walking out of the theater, seeing Tower Bridge, is magical i mean it's this the setting is unbelievable so yeah i'm, I'm a huge fan now <laughs> yeah it's a beautiful space i agree i mean you've gone to work with in you know, so many of our lovely theaters you know like the barn in, in siren Sester, you know the many chocolate factory and you know the royal abbott's hall um do you feel like audiences are different in different theaters and you know is there anywhere else that you'd still like to work well, you know what, actually, yeah, I think when you do things like um, Phantom or Les Mis, mm. there is, it's all been open for a long time. So there's a lot of tourism that goes there as well. Whereas I feel like the bridge at the moment, because it's just open, there's definitely a different audience there that's coming to see that show. So, I mean, both is amazing because both audiences love theater and want to appreciate it. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've loved all of it. I think I've loved all the theaters the, the big one for me was the royal royal albert hall of course that was a big tick off the list um but no i i think i'm just open to anywhere i would just you know what actually that's not true i'd love to do sydney opera house oh wow <laughs> sydney opera house would be amazing just because it's so iconic but it's so far away <laughs> that's the only thing um yeah i yeah. was curious as well you know about with this production of guys and dodging is a very immersive production um you know did that aspect you know seem daunting to you as well or was that something that really attracted you to this version uh, i think a bit of both i think you have to be a little scared with everything you do right because then it means that you're out of your comfort zone and you're pushing yourself um and it, you know we were really reinventing it together it's not like it was already there and i had to step in or, or anything so it felt like we were all together doing it and because we felt so comfortable with nick with such a some so someone so great at the helm of the ship mm. you could relax into it and even if i remember being like can we really move the audience around like that easy will they just because they would just talk about it then the then the stage will come down and then we move the audience on top of that. And I was like, but what if they don't want to, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then the first preview we did, actually, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing because people want to be involved and they really are involved. I mean, this is really immersive. We didn't know what show we had or I didn't know what show we had until we had the audience in because so much of my work is with the audience as well flyering and everything so um yeah no it was uh it was daunting but in in the best way it should be daunting yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I first came to see you just under 10 years ago in Les Mis when you were making your Western debut. And, you know, it's been so incredible, you know, watching you, you know, grow in your career and you've worked pretty consistently since. Um, yeah. How would you describe, you know, the last 10 years? Oh, my gosh. Actually, it was really interesting because we had like a, a really a big uh, producer from Holland coming over who actually sent me an email when I left Holland. 
um, and it said something really kind, but really made me think like, okay, if I'm going to do this jump, if I'm going to work here, I really need to give it my all. But also there's a huge amount of luck involved. I, I don't, I don't want to dismiss that, but also training and, and work and, and all that kind of stuff. So the last 10 years have just been, if I look back at it now, I go, oh, that's, that's really awesome. I like, I'm really proud of that. But when you're in it, in the moment, you just take it step by step. It's like you never see yourself grow, you know, and then all of a sudden you look at the line on the wall and you're like, oh, my God, I've grown three inches or something. <laughs> so uh, so now looking back, I'm really proud of it. But also I'm excited about the future. I'm definitely not done. And uh, I want to, you know, make sure that I keep on having the career that I've had and, and developing. And I, I'm so lucky to do what I'm doing. And um I felt that specifically now with guys and dolls, it feels like a full <clears throat> circle moment, you know, being a duchy, uh, wanting to work in London, thinking that's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm walking back home over Tower Bridge every night. And I'm like, God, <laughs> life is mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, you've gotten to play so many incredible roles, you know, like Fontaine, Christine, uh, and you're also about to return to Lara in Dr. Chivago. Um mm -hmm. I was there at Cadogan Hall back in 2019. Um, how are you feeling about returning to that show as well? You know, whilst also carrying on with Guys and Dolls? You know what? That's going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be hard work. But I'm very excited because, the, I mean, that was, I love doing that concert. And, um, I think because it was before pandemic as well, I think it means a lot to all of us to kind of come back. That's another thing, like having that hiatus of like, you know, shows being pulled and da, 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 that whole wild ride that we had during the pandemic, pandemic. There's a lot of like gratefulness that I have now with just people being able to be in a space together, like on top of each other and being able to do concerts and people to come and not being scared and, enjoying there's nothing quite like it i mean I'm, i don't have to tell you like live theater is really amazing it's not netflix where you just tr switch off and you know you're really engaged and it's life-changing and people touch you in ways and performances touch you in ways you, know, you should have seen that and you said that is incredible and i think to be able to revisit that role you know i, I think uh, it's going to be really special for us for the whole team yeah, definitely. Um, it's interesting as well, you know, there doesn't seem to be as many new soprano roles being written in musical theatre today. Um, what advice would you give to, you know, a young actor, you know, struggling to find roles that suit their voice? Oh, that's always tough, isn't it? I, I would say always, I would say always expand in your career. Don't only do musicals. Mm. Also go for film, also go for TV. There's always going to be a role that you can do, no matter what your voice type is. There's not very much soprano roles being written, although I do have to say I'm obsessed with Bridges of Madison County. <laughs> I think that was a brilliantly written because it has that legit you know, feel to it, but it also has country and it has, I'm very interested in, in like updating the classical sound a little bit mm. where you know, you can drop it in your chest when you can go low when it doesn't have to be raised, your palate doesn't have to be raised, or it can come out of the speaking, you know. I'm very interested in that. And I think uh, Jason Robert Brown did a great job there. And um, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm very, uh, I just think keep your career as wide as you can, do all the things, not just musicals. And there's always going to be a role that fits your voice type. Yeah, um, I know you also recently got engaged to uh, Richard Fleischman, you know, who's currently starring in Marjorie Prime at the Money Chocolate Factory. Um, you know, have you gotten to see him as well? And, you know, are there any shows that you'd also like to go and see too? 
No, I haven't been able to see him just yet. I'm going to see him this Sunday, finally. Um, I've heard he's brilliant. I mean, I'm not surprised because he's so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really nice to be able to um, uh, work together in the West. We've never actually had that, that we're both working in the West End at the same time. Also around London Bridge, which oh. is amazing. So, uh, so yeah, and he came to see the show the other day and he was just, you know, so happy. And, uh, you know, life feels good at the moment, which is, I read this book and I keep on saying this from uh, Matthew McConaughey. It's called Green Lights. And I read it twice now because I just think it's so clever. And, uh, and he talks about when things are good, you know, run. And that's what it feels like right now. Things are just seem to be in the right place. I'm sure we'll get it to amber and I'm sure we'll get to red. But at the moment, it feels green. Amazing. Yeah. Um, later this um, week as well, uh, Arlene Phillips is also re receiving the Special Recognition Award at the Olivier's. Um, yeah. What has it also been like, you know, dancing her choreography and, you know, working with her on Guys and Dolls too? You know, it's it's been really incredible because, of course, I mean, Marisha has way more dancing to do. I mean, she's literally Beyonce. She's doing all the dancing, all the singing. But um, my character, she's a little bit more awkward. She's, a, you know, she gets drunk. Uh, actually, the, the fun of it was that I half of the time didn't learn the choreo choreography because I shouldn't be very good at it, which was very helpful for me. <laughs> um, but what I loved so much, uh, and also James, who choreographed with her, um, that they they made me feel like it was coming out of the acting. Mm. So it was more first a conversation about what do we want, for example, if I were a bell, what, what do we want to happen here? Then we had a conversation about it. We made the red lines and then they, you know, put their magical sauce over it and they made it something that when I start that song, I don't feel like I'm dancing. So for me, that's really clever because then it comes from, the story and, 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 and all that. And, but then of course I, I watch everyone dance unbelievably well, but for me personally, it was really great because it was, it feels like storytelling. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Are there, are there any other musicals which you would like to see, you know, get the immersive treatment too? Uh, I mean, all of them, surely, you know what I mean? All of them. I just think we're all in need of a massive update when it comes to theater. Like I think, you know, reinvent a bit, make a change, like let people feel like they are part of the action. And it's fun as performance as well, because we're, when Andrew and I are singing our duet, I've never been in love before, people lean on the stage and they look at us like it's a tennis match. So they can, and I can see them in my, in my view here on the side, I can see them looking and, you know, they hold each other and you feel like you're really, like they're so close, whereas, when it's a normal stage, they feel so far away and it can sometimes feel like a black box. But this is just, they're here, you know, they're, they're part of it. And their reaction is really, you can really feel it. So, you know, when you come and watch and you stand in the pit, just know that we hear and we see, you know, the reaction that feeds us, you know, and that's really wonderful. Yeah, it's such an incredible show. Um, yeah, what do, you, what do you hope audiences will take away with them when they see Guys and Dolls? Oh, I just hope that, and I've seen it happen. I just hope that they walk out with the biggest smile on their face. Isn't this a show that we all kind of needed after, after everything? Um, I've never, it's like a, what's it called? Dopamine hit. Like it's, it's funny. It's heartbreaking. It's, you know, it's, it, it really gives you uh, you know, power at the end of it. You're like, woo, you know, everyone walks out. It's a real experience. If you come and see, if you want an experience like that is, and, and from the moment you walk in, you know, it's everyone, it's the ushers, it's, it's everyone working front of house, like 
everyone is so wonderful and uh, yeah if and i've said this before if if this would have been a show that i really wanted to see and i'm so glad i'm in it <laughs> yeah um it's interesting as well you know looking over um, your career you've not done you know loads of shows you know from that golden age of broadway period you know is it something that you'd like to explore more of as well going forwards yeah i think also it's all about timing isn't it it's about when things come up and what kind of things come up who is thinking of you when certain shows are happening i love that era i love how the, the how the songs are written i love the style of it i think it's very um always uh, we have a big band as well we have a big like a i think it's 16 people we have in the as an orchestra um which i think works so well for these kind of shows so yeah it's not really come on my path that much but i was also in long contracts a lot of the time so yeah hopefully something else will will, will pop up and uh, and i can keep on going this way yeah yeah fingers crossed um yeah it's been so lovely talking to you uh, just as a last question um what yeah. would you say is the best part about being Celinda Schoenmaker <laughs> the best part about oh gosh <laughs> I don't know what is the best part of being me I don't know I I think that I really I really genuinely care about people and they really affect me and uh I, I, I love to see audience members' reaction after a show and I love interacting with them. And I think that's part of, maybe I should just save the job. That's part, that's part of the, the best part of the job for, for me personally. And this, um, this is the best part, like being able to do the show and, and, and being really aware of what a, what a special moment in time this is for all of us, mm. you know, yeah. I'm very grateful. Definitely. So Linda, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, you thank you so much for having me.